Yep. Same. Match. Trying to stay. Just wait for it to go. Oh, is it recording your end? Yep. Sure, nice one. Put these down. Hello and welcome to the That's Why They Were Bollocks podcast. It's a spin-off podcast of our regular show, which of course is the That's Why They Were Quality podcast. In this podcast, we, we, we do the opposite of That's Why They Were Quality. We talk about all things that are absolute bollocks. And this one, one, this one is very like dear to my heart <laughs> and to my um, another uh, body part of mine. It's the film 40-Year-Old Virgin which I think is one of the worst films I've ever seen. (laughs) I can't wait for this. Here to talk about it with me is my co-host, Paddy Stanton. What's going on? What's going down, geezer? What's going going on? What's going on? Yeah, and like, I was quite excited at the prospect of this one because it's just like, I love doing it. That's why I were bollocks. The past two episodes have been great because it's stuff that I've agreed with you in being bollocks. Yeah. So I think they've been quite funny because of that. But like when it comes to this film, I don't know if I'm looking at it through like nostalgia, nostalgia goggles, maybe. But it's just like I don't think it's the funniest film I've ever seen or anything. Or it's you know it's not some classic comedy. I don't think. But I've never thought I never thought of it as being horrendous or just terrible. So I'm very excited as to, as to why you think that way and I'm, I mean I'm expecting a lot of bias because of your current situation you know in real life but um yeah if you want if you want to just explain I mean what 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 is it about the film exactly that that to you hits home at ever being bollocks so here, here's the thing it's at, at time of recording I I've not had it away for about four years not but quite 40 years but I like the way there is a four involved it's four, there but not forty. Four. And the thing is, by the time this comes out, it will probably be five years because that's coming up very soon. Now, tell us the date. Uh, it was about middle of May. And, and the person? Um, what's that, sir? And the person? Uh, well, I'm not divulging that information <laughs> on, on the air, but um, but yeah. So yeah, so it's been a long time since I've had it away. And needless to say, I don't really have the best luck with females. Even before the four years uh, started, I didn't have the best luck with females. Anyway. You've so never liked they, anyone you've had it away with, isn't that correct? Never found any of them attractive, and only only one of them had a decent personality. So, <laughs> just decent, though. Just decent. No, one of them was a pretty nice girl, but 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 didn't, 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 there was no spark, and mm. which, which is code for they didn't find it. When anyone hears that, they go, oh, there's no spark. It means I don't find you attractive. That's what that means. All right? Anyway, so, just so you know, see, if I was making the film, these would be, this would be the information I'd be giving people. Anyway, so, when, when, whenever I like, needed to be uplifted, I've got a film for that. I can put on Rocky, yeah. you know, you know, you know what I mean? Sure. Everyone's got that film, haven't they? Like, to me, comedy-wise, I love you, man. You've seen now Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Yeah, yeah. Love that film. You know, it's a bit, it, it's a bit, be a bit cheesy, a bit cringy, but I love it. That that puts a smile on my face. Yeah, definitely. If ever I was going for a breakup, I'd probably put on Five Hundred Days of Summer. You mm. know, it's you know, it's it, it explains exactly. I imagine what what it's like. You know. Yeah, I mean, obviously you wouldn't know, but I can no. 
I mean, I don't know if I've ever been that um, in that obsessed with a girl the way the way he is on that show because my god, you know that that reaches new levels. But you know, it can be like that. You, you know, your mental health is is all a bit all over the place. So yeah, that film's a bit accurate when it comes to that. But with this film, is it is it not accurate in the in being? Because essentially, you, you could be classed as a virgin at this point. I mean, it has been that long. I mean, you, you're at least half of one. Do you think? Well, I don't know about that, but uh, but with, with this film, I whenever I'm down about the old four years, about the old not having good luck with women. If I was to look at a film called Forty Year Old Virgin, I would think, yeah, that's going to be the film that's going to relate to my situation. That's going to be the film where I can watch it and go, you know what, I can see myself in that guy. And you know what, they didn't make that fucking film. They made the film, right? That's my main gripe of it, and I'll elaborate. I, I'm, I'll, it gives me pleasure to tear this apart. But this geezer, is, he's, he, is, he is not a virgin, this geezer, basically. He is not a virgin. This is the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Why, though? It's okay. I'll go in. We'll go into it. We will. Just first of all, like, what's mad about the fact you feel like this as well? It's directed by Judd Apatow, who's like, he's, you know, he's just such a historic figure in comedy in the world of comedy. How many amazing films and TV shows has he directed? You know, you got your knocked up. You got, um, he obviously did Freaks and Geeks, if you've ever seen that. That was a quality show. You know, he's just a legend in the whole comedy scene. Uh, he's produced Anchorman, you know, so much stuff, super bad, a lot. And uh, just just to think that one of your potential idols, Lou, could produce something that you you loathe so much, it's it's quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them where he has a certain formula with his comedy films. It sometimes sure, yeah. makes some re- really good films, like you know, like um, like Anchorman um, or did you do Anchorman? He was a producer on there, yeah. Yeah, like Anchorman. Or like uh, super bad, you know, great, they're great films. And you know, sometimes what he does really works well in that film. And what he's done here is he's done exactly. He's made the same kind of fucking film, but he's taken a subject. The thing with it is, this was a high budget film. And if ever you can't make for about, I say another 30, 40, 50 years, maybe even, it's probably going to be hard to make another film called. Like you could make a film called like Thirty Year Old Virgin. Exactly, yeah. the, t- the title yeah. there. Then, so like the premise of the film, he's already got it. He's he's copyrighted essentially just by the name of the film alone. Exactly, yeah. Anything you do, people just say, "Oh, you're copying Forty Year Old Virgin." Yeah. So this is a once. Uh, this this is something that if you're going to do it, at least put some fucking effort to making some, to getting it right. And what he's done is he's just taken a concept and he's just done what he does with all of his other films. And paid no attention. He could have made something really poignant and great. Mm. It's a, a film called Forty Year Old Virgin, and I don't see a geezer shoot heroin once. Oh, he's got no kind of substance problem. There's no self harm in it. What's going on here? <laughs> How is this geezer a virgin? What? <laughs> Do you think? Is that what you think? If you think it gets to that stage, people should be harming themselves. Wait, I, I've not, I've not lost. For 40 years, and I, I, I tell you, I don't have the optimism this main character has. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he's just so cheerful yet, like, at life, the fact that he's alone. He's, how, could someone, how could someone find enjoyments in life? Exactly. And, and 
I mean, before I rip into this, and I will rip into this, I'll, I'll just say some of the good things about the film. Right? Firstly, right. I, I, the the bit, the scene where um, like they're all trading sex stories, like that's a really good scene yeah. because I'll say from experience, back in uni and and still today, really. Any type of like house, most most house parties you go to, eventually there will come a drinking game. There will always be fucking sex questions, yeah. and and it will always. I mean, it's probably the undertones of it is a big fucking like dick measuring contest. It's a big fucking like, or like it's a big show off type thing. And sure. I think they, and I think they they got that quite well. That was quite good. Also, the bit about like um about like being embarrassed at work when it all comes out. That was good. And it's We're about all his little toys in there as well. I know you can relate to that. Yeah, so, Do you not so see him like, himself in you because of the whole like wrestling figure toy thing? I can't see myself in him for the reasons I'll explain later. Sure. But the toy thing was really good because that was kind of like a metaphor in a way. Like, you know, he had to sort of like un, uh, like get out of his comfort zone mm. to like you know, unboxing the toys or giving away the toys was like a way of like breaking out of his shell, defeating his his inner self-confidence, and, and I like that. That was good. That was a, re- that was a good bit of writing that. Um, I also, I do like the fact that uh, Seth Rogen's character, mm. so, yeah, Seth Rogen's character, in a, if you noticed in the shirts, he was wearing some really cool music T-shirts. Oh, like yeah? He wore, yeah, he wore like the Nevermind T-shirt, then mm. uh, Fear of a Black Planet, he wore Liquid Swords as well. That's so, a good point, though, yeah. yeah. And also, uh, WCW wrestler, alumni, Kimberly Page, has a uh, yeah. has a role in the film, exposing exactly. her, her big boobies. Kimberly Page is in is in the film, mm. and um, yeah, and, and I mean the, the casting is great. I mean they had Jonah Hill before, yeah. like winning like a really young Jonah Hill. Definitely. That was that was good to see. You could pro- you could see from that his little cameo as well. He he was going to be something because he was oh. he was just hilarious in his his little role. I thought so was Seth Rogen as well. Uh, Paul yeah. Paul Rudd. It was it's weird, you know, because. What's mad about this film, yeah? Steve Carell. This is what he was known for back then. Like he was, he was the guy for so virgin. And like, as you say, as you'll get into, um, I don't know. He he wasn't very likable in a, in a sense. And like he wasn't that funny as that character. And it was so weird for him to then do The Office, which was shortly after, because how great he was in The Office. But in this, he was just so whatever. You know, it was probably probably his worst role he's ever done. It's just mad to think like how far he's come since this film. Definitely, yeah. And another thing about him is, when talk about the US office, is that in this film, I think you had about, I think you had about four actors like from the US office in this film. If you include them, um, you include what's his name, the board geese, the board salesman, um, oh, Mindy Kaling, yeah. Steve Carell, and there's someone I'm missing, I can't remember. There's about four of them in yeah. there. I think. Also, uh, porn star Stormy Daniels has a cameo in it. Stormy Daniels has a cameo in it as well. Yeah, I think that she is she she's like the porn porn star on the screen when yeah. he gets locked in the yeah. yeah yeah that's right. See, you think with this cast, especially with Aaron, you you'd love this. This would be a bit of you. Yeah, exactly. You'd think so. Oh, what I'll say right is that the actors they they did what they were told. They did very they they executed what they had very well. It was very well made. All of that bollocks, right? Uh, right. That, that now I've, I've given it its due, you and know. don't forget Elizabeth Banks, especially in the bathtub. That scene with the shower head, as a as a mm. kid who can, as a teenager who could ever forget that scene. <laughs> exactly. Now, I've seen you know 
it's got some good points. You know, got some good points. Mu- right? What about yeah? So we talk about casting music as well. I'm not gonna lie, I like some oh, of the yeah. tunes in this. I remember, um, I remember. I'm sure this was the film that got me onto Hello by Lionel Richie, and I, I know that's weird to, to say that, but as a kid, yeah. I, I weren't really listening to him <laughs> as you as you wouldn't. But yeah, the, so I remember the soundtrack was pretty good too. There's some good, show, good tunes. Soundtrack was really good actually. Yeah, they had the Mad James Brown song in there, Hot Pants. They had um, Hot Pants as well. They had that. Yeah, they had that song, um, Spend the Night Together, which of course gone to be used in um, El Camino and a few other things. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, they had some. They had some. You know, the, uh, yeah, it's a good point. The music was very good. And now, now that's the that's Doobie Brothers was on there. Doobie Brothers, yeah, it? taking it to the streets, yeah. Um, oh, so it was, yeah. Down. Obviously, uh, Salt, Salt and Pepper, Missy Elliott, Dizzy Rascal was on there. Dizzy, oh, yeah. And that that was before Dizzy Rascal was. That was just probably just after um after the first album, wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been yeah. So yeah. Oh, I remember a Heat of the Moment as well. I, this film always got me onto that song. Mm. So it was it was a good. Um... So some positives yeah. there, some pros. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, some pros. I'll, I'll say, you know, it's um, you know, some of the things about it were, were, were good. Now, let me like demolish it now, right? <laughs> what annoyed me about the film, right, was this geezer, right? So he comes out the start, right, and and the, the the old the old like he's having a bit of banter with the old geezers, and and then they go, oh, the old geezer say to him. Oh, that guy needs to get laid. I don't know how we get that indication. He's not like again. If you want to establish the fact that this geezer's a virgin, start it off with him like I don't know, maybe down in, down in a bottle of Jack Daniels with like you know while smoking. Yeah, but like, that that's how you deal with it. Not necessarily everyone else would deal with it that way. No, it's true, very true. But right, no, I don't smoke. But <laughs> right, not all the time. Not all the time. Right, so the geezer, right, they, they say, oh, right, okay, oh, that, oh, you know, comes out he's a virgin, right, goes to this party. Well, the whole bag of sand, I remember that, that was a, a really famous bit, wasn't it? So that was how yeah. they knew, wasn't it? So they were on that little round table bit, weren't they? And they were all, like, drinking and, like, were they playing poker, maybe? They were playing poker, yeah. yeah. and then they were, like, what, you know, sexual experiences, and he says it was, it was like a bag of sand. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He got he got a bit racist in there as well when he was imitating a Chinese woman for an Asian <laughs> woman of some description, and uh, hasn't aged very well, film either. I'd say. Oh, it's not aged very well. No, not especially in this next bit here. When like so, they they say right, I'm a virgin. I can't get away with birds. Right, can't have it away with birds. Terrible. Right, go to a party, then the really fit bird. She's in fact, in fact, married to uh, Judd Apatow, uh, Leslie Mann, that's her name, right? Oh, yeah. Really fit bird, right? Goes to the party straight away. Leslie Mann kisses him and offers him sex straight away. That's the end of the film, right there. <laughs> Go into the party, not just any girl, a really fit girl, just offers you intercourse right there. Say yes. There you go. Film is over. Done. Right. But also, I'll say about that: if she was drunk as fuck, right? And it, I like it was very rapey that scene. <laughs> yeah, like very with the rapey. other way, other kind of rapey, like the the, the man on uh, the woman on man kind of rape. In a way, yes, but also in the way that like like she was blackout drunk, 
And the guy's advice was just find a blackout drunk girl and then just like, just you know, like bang her. Oh, you get, you That's get, true. You get fun for that. Did they, did they end up going back with each other? Um, what happened was, is I was in the car and then she started swerving all over the road uh, and she vomited in his face. Oh, yeah, of course. So to be As fair, they do. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he didn't go through with it. So the character, well, wasn't a rapist. <laughs> No, but you're saying that Steve Carell in this film uh, had the potential to be. He gave off a rapey vibe, and the guy <laughs> giving him advice gave off a rapey so, vibe. So, I mean, to say you go to a party in the near future, and mm. the, and this instance happens, so, you know, fit girl comes on to you. She might be a little bit drunker than usual, who knows. But, um, you know, what would you do in the situation yourself? Would, would you would you go back with her? Would you say no? Like, come on, and be real. Of course you would. I'm proper drunk, and I've said no. Because, really? Because, yeah, because that's just that's just immoral, isn't it? If, if a girl's blackout drunk and you're going to take advantage of her, don't don't be doing that. Oh, you know? he's such a sweetheart, aren't you? How is this yeah. man single? How, how am I single? How am I <laughs> that's single? a whole other podcast. Exactly. Answer me that, ladies. Oh, we want a nice guy. No, you don't. Anyway, so right, <laughs> all right. So goes out to the party. This. Stunning girl, like, like wants wants to get with him, and um, anyway, he says no. Right, she's drunk. Fair enough. Anyway, right, goes to to the store to where he's working. This this girl who's like the main love interest starts speaking to him, gives him her number, and right well, there you go. There's the end of the film right there. <laughs> This guy goes up. To, girl goes up to him. Gives her like he he didn't ask for the number. I think she just gave it to him. Said you want to come to the store, you know, anytime. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Yeah, but you got to real. You got to remember, isn't this because of all the coaching he's getting from the people that he works with? Like he wouldn't normally be getting this attention, but isn't it because he's like he's working on himself? I don't. I don't Think, I think he literally just went up and spoke to her, and she—he was just like a naturally charming guy. Well, that maybe that was his issue, though. He, he doesn't—he was—he weren't speaking to them, and he was just happy being single and alone and a virgin. Yeah, no, that—that that is the thing. The thing is—is is he's like kind of his lack of confidence in a way. But uh, it's endearing, uh, isn't it? Same uh, thing could happen to you. You never know. montage right of how when he he was like in in like high school or whatever or uni or wherever it was and this girl was like in bed with him and offering to like you know have it away with him and he like sit freaks out and then same thing happens again and he like i don't know he like kicks a girl in the face and her nose starts bleeding black and i don't know what happened mm. but no that was it the girl was sucking his toe and he sort of moved his foot <laughs> And then she got a nosebleed, right? So this guy's a virgin for forty years already. We're figured, we've found out that there's three separate girls who've offered him intercourse, and he, he's not. He's well, he's, he's a fucking down. he's a pudding, and he's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not. So he's got himself to blame. He has himself to blame, right? Okay. Then, right? Then, go to the bookstore. 
I start talking to Elizabeth Banks, one of the greatest actresses in Hollywood, right? Stunning girl. I don't mm. think anyone can deny that. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And straight away, she she's interested in him and she pursues him. And then the cut to a scene later and she's naked in the bathtub. Where does this guy's fucking struggle? <laughs> this guy have to overcome. Uh, what was this film? <laughs> Everything just happens to the guy. He did nothing. He did nothing to yeah. <laughs> So true. Uh, Isn't it? Isn't it, though? Yeah. That is why I hate this film. It's, it's, it, it is not a depiction of what... A, if you're a guy who's been a virgin for 40 years, yeah. you're probably not very good at speaking to people. No. You're probably quite awkward, which this guy isn't really. You're probably... Like, Steve Carell's not a bad-looking bloke. This, I'd say you're at least going to be, like, you know, have some kind of appearance, mm. you know, issues, we, should, we shall say. You, won't, mm. you probably won't be that attractive, right? And, 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 and girls aren't going to be throwing themselves at you. If you're a virgin for 40 years, Elizabeth Banks doesn't throw herself at you. Why, well, why are you expecting this to be realistic, though? If but, you're gonna make a film, so I say would you rather have it be like a like a drama, like dramatic effect to it? Oh, you could make a comedy, but just take some, put some effort into it. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Do some research. Like, geez, it's because like, I, I want to make. I'd love to make a film called Fifty Year Old Virgin. You know why I can't? Because this fucking film. Because if I do any film, girl, it's the same as Forty Year Old Virgin. If I was making a sequel, maybe, but I, but I can't just. I, but they've made this film massive hit, massively successful. So now, like, you can't you can't really do anything about around that theme for years now. And mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind it if they'd at least got it right. But they fucking haven't. It's weird as well, you know. Like I didn't realize. Um, I thought this film was actually panned, but I'm looking at all the reviews and that, and they were actually quite critically acclaimed. Like Rotten Tomatoes, eighty five percent on there. And uh, would you like to know what it says? So apparently, um, let me get it up. So according to, uh, oh, where's it gone? One sec. Uh, so according to Rotten Tomatoes, Steve Carell's first star turn scores a big with a tender treatment of its titular underdog using raunchy but realistically funny comedy to connect with adult audiences. Realistically? Apparently that's that realistic. Review, that review could go fuck himself. <laughs> This is Rotten Tomatoes. This is, this is, this is as legit as it gets. Well, Rotten Tomatoes, that can go fuck itself because, right? <laughs> the best reviewed comedy of 2005. What the fuck? Unless Rotten Tomatoes review podcast, then I'll, I'll edit this out. But unless <laughs> they do, right? Let, let me say, he's not an underdog. He's not an underdog. <laughs> he didn't fucking do anything. All the girls just threw, threw, threw themselves at him, right? It's not realistic. Because all the girls just threw themselves at him. Yeah. When he was on the date with Kimberly Page. Like, Kimberly Page was loving it. Yeah. <laughs> My God, he's absolutely stunning as well. Like, what? Exactly. And it's like, these aren't girls who, like, if you're a girl who's, if you're a guy who's been, been a virgin for 40 years, you're going to have trouble getting any kind of girl. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you compare to, are, are, you comp- are you comparing this to your life in a way? So, like, it's, you know, you've never had anything like that, have you? No, never. I've never had like a stunning girl like Elizabeth Banks get naked and and take have like shout like take a bath in front of me. Never. 
Yeah, I, I fail to see how this is how it's realistic, but I just yeah. I just come at it, is it because he never tried and now that he's trying he realizes he can get girls or what do you think? There's nothing. He didn't overcome anything. It is he he literally He overcame right, his addiction of action figures apparently. That's about it, I suppose. But I think another thing, talking about the structure of the film, right? He's going he's he's going great with his girl, making good connection with the kids, it's all going well and then some reason then, then eventually you've got to have your act two and stuff where things go wrong and yeah. like, you've got to have your moment where like, you've got to have your moment where things aren't going well so they can come back and a third act and everything can be all right right this whole issue uh, it, it lasted about 10 minutes like <laughs> <laughs> no the film was done like yeah. you are you've got a good point so if you want to build towards that then like build towards it maybe an hour into the film or at the end of the film is where he can finally strike up a conversation with a girl and maybe he goes on a successful date that's that's what you work towards but apparently not exactly it's it's one of them where it's, it's like even the, the fit girl but even the girl that like the, what's her name the main character trish like even when they went on their first date after that, he could have had it away right there and then, right? He had the option. That would have been the end of the film, right there. The only thing that stopped him was was himself. Like, it, Do you yeah. feel like the message, though, of it is he's not really concerned with sex. It's more he's trying to find love and he's trying to find a relationship. I think that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Like, he knows he could probably have sex, but what he's really trying to find is the woman he's, he wants to be with. If, if they are, then they could have explained it in a much better way. Like, he's, as, as I say about, like, the, the structuring of this film was fucking shit. Because, like, he's, he's, like, they're, he's all going well with this, with this girl, and then suddenly she starts to think he's a serial killer when, when she didn't <laughs> his porn collection for some reason. I don't know No, fucking hell. Movie. She needs to go through yours. You'd be fucking, uh, yeah, you'd be uh, the next Camden she, Ripper. I should be concerned, but, but I'm not. But anyway, so... He didn't have that premium Brazzers. He just had old school DVDs and magazines. Exactly, yeah. She, and she just dropped straight to conclusion, by the way. She didn't go, oh, yeah, by the way, what, what is this porn here? And she just went, oh, I see a load of porn. You must be a serial killer. What the fuck? How do you make that fucking connection? There was a lot of right? porn. It, a, a box, but that's not the, for the VHSs were big. That's not that much. <laughs> anyway. Right? You know what a lot is, don't you? Yeah. But if he was going to a boot fair with that amount of porn, he, he'd have to sell something else. It wouldn't fill a stand. It's not that much porn. It's no? a reasonable amount, I'd say. For 40 years, reasonable You'd have amount. to sell it, your wrestling figures. What's that? You'd have to sell your wrestling figures. He could try. I wouldn't let him. <laughs> All right. Then, right, so she, she like goes, oh, you're a serial killer, blah, 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 for some reason. And then she goes out and... He's chasing after her. He crashes his bike, and then tells her he's like a virgin. And like from that point of everything's lost to oh, you only just a virgin. Like that that lasted ten minutes, if that. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, you know what? That is actually a good point because I remember. Yeah. I think I remember thinking this actually as a kid. I was like, like usually in films that that period, like the this like you say the stage two, the overcoming the adversity. Or ever that lasts, it should last a lot longer than that. But I remember it being, I remember that film had such a quick turnaround when it came to that, and there was such a quick happy ending. It almost seemed pointless in a way because of that. It was this film, right? It would have there was parts in it 
where they would come out of nowhere, they would never get explained again. Like Kevin Hart's in the film, and he's getting angry with one of the people selling. But they, they don't explain who he is, why he's getting angry, hmm. what happens. From, we never see him again. Like for some reason, this geezer, he's he's like he's with his his wife, and he's um or his girlfriend. I'm not really sure. She's pregnant. And, like, she breaks up with him. And he goes down and mostly breaks down to Steve Carell. And then the next moment, she goes, he goes, oh, yeah, that's it's all fine now. Don't worry about it. Like, I thought he was quite funny there, actually, quite a lot. And, and he was, that was back when he weren't that famous either. So there's quite a lot of uh, cameos in this one before they were famous. So it's, um, I don't know, they've, um, they've included quite, they probably knew a lot of the talent that was in the film. But what you're saying is, regardless of the talent in the film, it can't excuse the shitty execution of the premise. Yeah, as I say, none of the acting, none of the performances were bad. All the acting was great. The writing was fucking dreadful. Uh, it just, so all the blame's on Judd Apatow. And Steve Carell, he co-wrote it. Like, uh, they, they just threw stuff in there and didn't explain it, didn't spend any time on it. And it, 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 it is it most, it's the best example of that is in the ending, right? So he has it away. Like, finally, they get married, kisses the bride, um, and and then, right, for some reason, right, so they go, they go to the hotel room, have it away, and then, for some reason, he launches into singing uh, Hair, sings one or two songs from the film Hair, for no reason. <laughs> That's so talk. random. So random. They don't mention it in the film. He's not a big musical fan. Not, <laughs> they, they don't. They, there's no fucking. They don't preempt it in any kind of way, and it, there's no exposition of it. He just. He just. What the fuck? Just pick any song at random. That's always going to end the film. What a terrible. <laughs> yeah, and then that was the credits bit where anyway, that song's playing. It's just like what. Yeah. All the, all the, all the way to solve it was, like, among his many hobbies, maybe he's a really big musical fan, and, like, maybe in one of the scenes you see him, like, watching um, the film Hair. There we go. I'm just, I've oh, just yeah. read here, actually, so apparently Apatow had difficulty coming up with the ending for the film. No oh, shit! Makes fucking sense, <laughs> it's, it's, So it says, uh, it says, Gary Shandling suggested it was important to show that Andy was better... Ha- was having better sex because he was in love, and instead of directly showing the sex, they decided to have Andy sing and have a musical number. So that was the reason. Uh, I mean, that's just... I mean, explain it to the audience, then. It is like, so, like what I said, though. I think that, that is the idea when it was... He was chasing one-night stand, or anyone to have sex, and really what he was chasing was love. And that that's that's quite nice. The sentiment behind it is well. <laughs> But if, if that's what they were trying to do, I didn't get that. Do you think it comes from a place of like, so with these actors and directors, like they don't know what it's like to, to go a long while without having sex or to be a virgin of that, of that length of time. So do you think because of that, they don't know what it's actually like, the realism behind it? They definitely don't know what it's like. Hmm. I mean, to get to the point where you, you are a successful actor... You probably do have to have like a lot of confidence going for you. You've got to have like lot of stage presence, and if you have the confidence to make it to be successful in in that field of work, you probably have confidence with women. So none of the people involved with this probably know what it's like 
to really struggle getting women. They might not, they might not, like, you know, be getting all the women they want to, but that is not the same as being bad with women. And I, I hate it when I see stuff like How I Met Your Mother or Friends, where you get a character like Ross or, like, uh, what's his name, Ted, and, and Ted will talk about, oh, yeah, my luck with, like, girls isn't very good. Piss off. Every single fucking episode he's getting with a different bird. Just because you don't have the fucking fairy tale story straight from the off doesn't mean you're bad with women. And it it's and it's ridiculous. It's, and and oh, it's just it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> I kinda get what you mean. Like I know when I was going through my dry spell. Like dry spells in film and TV, the way they do it is just so not realistic because Dry yeah. spell in real life can last a couple of or has done you know can last a year or maybe more more than that as your as it has to you, but in like films and that it's like oh I haven't been on a date in a couple of weeks it's fuck the world's ending, like I just remember yeah. like you said and how I met your mother watching that yeah and like like I don't know watching it I hadn't lost my virginity yeah, I'm like fourteen fifteen it's making me feel bad about the fact that I still haven't. You know, and I should, I should be, and I should, you know, I need to be going on dates every month and having, and getting laid constantly. Like I hate TV shows and films. I make you feel like that. Definitely, it's 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 like, and do you know what? They could have made a film that, like, people like were going through that situation, watched Forty Year Old Virgin, and went, you know what? It's actually not that bad. Life's all right, you know. But they didn't. They decided not to do that. And that's what annoys me about it. They could have made something that, that really was uplifting, but then they they just they thought, fuck it, we're not going to do that. We're just gonna just gonna make a typical fucking Judd Apatow fucking comedy. Uh, and bringing up on Steve Carell, right? He doesn't know what it's like to be a forty year old virgin because by this point he'd already been married for about ten years. By this point, I believe to Nancy Walls, who you remember in the US office, you know when he was um. You know, like at the start when he was dating Jan, then there was the the other girl. Oh yeah, yeah. And that that's who he's married to. Oh okay, yeah, she's she's okay. She's not bad. No, she, she's pretty decent looking. So this guy doesn't know what it's like. Yeah, but how how is he gonna method act towards your old age? And is he just gonna stop having sex for a few years just to really get into the character? No, just speak to one or have one of them co-write or script edit. That's all you got to do. Just. Just talk to one of them. Apparently, uh, Pam was in it as well. Jenna Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was. Uh, I can't even remember where she was in that film. To mm. be fair. So, what was your yeah. thoughts on the uh, the chest waxing scene? Apparently, it was done for real, with five cameras set up to capture capture the moment. Be fair, that 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 was all right. As I say, that the acting was was good. It was funny. You know, that was a funny scene. I have no problem with that. Hmm. You, would you do obviously as a fellow hairy chest member? Is that mm. something you'd think about maybe before a big date? Not really, because I do quite like the shaving process. It's quite a nice like put a podcast on, have a shave. It's a nice way to spend an evening. So you know, yeah, but you're back on your chest. You think you could really scrub the arches of your back down with, with a razor? Ah, see, my back, the back and the and the, and the sack, the ball sack, and the penis, because you do get some hair, some hair on the penis itself, right? <laughs> On the bell. Not on the bell, but on the shaft, right? <laughs> I, I would, I, I'd get that wax because I couldn't physically do it myself. Like I couldn't, like it just, just I don't think it's possible. So um, that I'd get, I'd get, I'd get wax. But in terms of the chest, I'd get the chest wax. I just do it myself. I can have a nice, lovely time just shaving your old chest down. Have you ever done it before? Shave the chest down? Yeah, yeah. 
I've done, I've done times where I've shaved like my old body down, shaved my legs, all of that business. You're trying to be a pro wrestler? That's the thing. I think it's because I probably saw it on pro wrestling or in porn, where I was like, oh, yeah, this must be what everybody does. But I don't ah, think did you do that in porn as well? Because I was, I was yeah. thinking that, actually, like what, what other profession shaves your whole body? Yeah. It's porn. Porn yeah. and wrestling are the, are the two. I imagine maybe some geezers like swimmers or swimmers, shit, yeah, or yes, Navy SEALs or scuba yeah. divers, shit like that. Cyclists, like people where he actually has an advantage for like I don't know some kind of side reason or some shit. And the forty-year-old virgin too. Is that so? And the forty-year-old virgin, he is uh, along with but those other uh, those other fields, but. Yeah, it's mad, Luke, because I always notice this about your observation. You know, when, like, stuff's... Cri- and there's there's not a knock on this. There's no issue with it or problem. It's just it's just funny because, you know, you are yourself. You are you. Any film or anything that's sort of cri- critically acclaimed, like, you always have a different opinion. It's it's respectable. I like it. It's just, like, with this film, it was so revered. Like, I remember I was telling people, uh, friend, mates and that, we're going to do this podcast in 40-year-old Virgin because you don't like it. And you... Everyone else was just like, oh, why isn't like it? Why isn't like it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm looking forward to, to, to why. But then you just laid it down there, and it's because at the end of the day, it's not realistic to uh, to someone like yourself going through the same sort of similar situation. It's exactly that. It's like, you know, like that the Tupac song, um, uh, All About You, right? In it's chorus, all about you one time. Um, yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's talking about saying, Everywhere I go, I see, see the, the same, same ho. Now, we, we, we'd sing along to that because we're blokes and it's a very good catchy hook, right? If you're a female and you'd actually been called a ho, I imagine if you heard that song, you'd get very annoyed. And the way they would review that song would be complete, and the way they see it would be completely different to the way I see it because mm. I've not gone through what they've gone through. <laughs> it's like women empowerment. That's why the equality is for women empowerment. Here, here. We all going I, through the grind, aren't you? Exactly, because I'm I'm incredibly depressed right now, and I've not been Jesus. been 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 like as I'm speaking to you, I've got an OK Cupid um, dating dating app um, open on one of the other browsers. Right? <laughs> you should, can't say I've used that. Only you use a Match.com. No, I've not. You I've not. used to use Match. Apparently, that's good. You've got to pay, but it's it's worth it. Apparently, is it worth it? Do you so I've heard, and it, yes, I think someone in work mentioned. Um, they know someone who uh, met on Match.com and now they're married, so you might meet my future wife on there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I see. I see. Like, uh, what does this guy look like? Is this guy tall? I I'm, I can't put <laughs> I can't put a face to him. I can't confirm nor deny that. Unfortunately, most likely, but can't confirm. So it, it goes to the question as well in the entire because they never did it. Well, he did. There was a scene in this actually, where he goes to get a brass a hooker, a prostitute, and um, he can't go through with it. Now I've always asked you, enjoying your four-year spell, this this tenure, this long tenure. Why haven't you got one? Why don't you go out and get one? Is it because of the same situation as, as Steve Carell? Do you feel like you would um, you would you would shit one when it comes to it? 
reason is because, yeah, people have asked me that question. And what's the point in, in getting a prostitute? Because that's not really what intercourse is about, really. It's not, it's like, if you're just paying for it, what, that's, that's like saying you've given up. That's like, you know, I, I, I yeah, you know, beyond, beyond the whole, like, moral, like, fucking thing of, like, the life for a prostitute and funding it and what have you, beyond all of that business, it's like, if you don't have a woman's consent, if she's doing it just for money, then what, what does that say about you? Like, you know what I mean? That's... No, I would. I, that, that's the reason I wouldn't do it because it would be just like giving up. It'd be like saying, oh, I'm, "I'm such a, I'm such a cunt that <laughs> no, I, I, I literally have to pay for it now." Mm. And that that would just be yeah, that'd just be like giving up. That's I suppose, but do you reckon even if you did go ahead with it, um, do you think it would it would cushion the blow a bit more? Do you think you'd be less depressed because you've well, had a sexual release of sorts? Probably not. Just masturbate if that's if that's all it was. If all it mm. was was the physical act of, of ejaculation, then you, you, you just masturbate for that. It's it's the actual. It's it's about you know human connection and all that bollocks. But also it's about ego. Ego, ego, ego. Got you tripping in my mind. Ego, ego. Exactly. Q-Tip wrote that for a reason. He wrote right? that for you. He knew the struggle would be real. If Q-Tip made this film, I bet he'd do a better job. And he, he probably doesn't have any, he's probably never had any, any like, trouble getting girls, but he could at least try and re- pretend to relate to, to it. But, right, yeah, it's about ego as well. And it's, it's about, like, it, it would do nothing, it would, I think it would crush your ego if you had, you, had to, you had to, like, pay for a prostitute. I mean, there is some cases where, like, if you had a horrible injury and you're in a position where you, you find it difficult to, to, to get girls and you have to, pay for a prostitute fair enough you know what i don't judge fair enough but unless that I, yeah just not for you at the end of the day not so if me, you wanted but... if we if we do go to take a trip on europe anytime soon well not anytime soon that's not happening but say in the next uh, couple of years when all this shit blows over we do go to europe say an amsterdam or you know prague and you know, you do see, you know, you see one in the window jiggling them about a bit, and you're a little bit intoxicated, and, and it's been six years or seven years. You know, what about then? Is then the time? Nah, not for me. But uh, not, not, not for me, Geezer. But I tell, I tell you what, though, if any kind of like, like, I, I, I don't know if it's legal to be sponsored by pimps. But if any kind of pimps want to sponsor the podcast, I'm open for mm. that. I mean, I might not partake, but I'm happy to take your money. Whatever. The only pimp I won't podcast on is the Godfather. He, 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 was he an actual pimp, do you reckon, the old Godfather? No, he was an, he's a nightclub owner, so, he, you know, he could, apparently, no, actually, it was on the, the the recent Dark Side of the Ring, weren't it? He got the idea of the of the character because pimps would come in to his oh, nightclub yeah. and he would pimp yeah, and yeah. he'd slap them and tell them to get out. He'd pimp slap a pimp. Right, that is that is boss there. Mm. So, was Snoop <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He professed it in his music, but was he really? I doubt it. I doubt some documentary. Don't quote me on this. Don't sue me, Snoop Dogg. But I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, re, I'm gonna research it. Next podcast, I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> whether he was a pimp. Mm. What did you think of the whole? You know, in their relationship with Andy and Trish, and the whole abstinence things, and the fact. They took twenty dates to, to get laid. Well, no, they didn't get laid. They were like, right, we're gonna, we won't have sex for twenty dates. Yeah, that's the thing. This guy's not a virgin, right? Because if right, he wanted something his entire life, and and she, like she would have said, you know what? Let's not have it away straight away. Let's 
let's wait till three dates. He would have said, yep, three dates, bang, there you go, take your word, shake your hands, can I have a contract, let's sign it. But no, he goes five dates, and she goes ten, and then he goes twenty dates. Uh, if he really wanted it that badly, he wouldn't keep fucking escalating it. He would settle at the lowest number possible and go, yep, there you go, love, I'll take you at your word there, son. Yeah, and the fact that daughter knew he was a virgin, like, how the, f- how the fuck did she know? Yeah. As also a, a, um, a very young Cat Dennings as well in, in that film. And the casting was really good. Yeah. Can't complain. Um, I'll say also, talking about not re- not relating to what it's like to be a 40-year-old virgin, by this point, John Apatow had already met Leslie Mann and I believe they probably had, they were married as well for over mm. eight years. Yeah. About seven years, I think, they were married by this point. So none of these guys, both <laughs> of these guys who've written this film about a guy's 40-year-old virgin, mm. at the time of writing it, are in successful marriages that I, I think they're both still in today yeah, with Hollywood actresses. And Hollywood actresses, yes. And they're going to be the ones to write a film about being a virgin for 40 years. What the fuck? I think what I know what this that? is really about. You're just gutted. You never. You. You haven't got. You won't be able to write it yourself now. The idea's gone. You would be able to write. I think you would. I think you should give a give a, a go of a script of this, because I think you could write this twice as good. And I know you think that too. That's what this is really about. Oh, definitely. I'll say it from the start. This. This is. This is what this is about. It annoys me because if they are going to do it, it, like not like Mike Bassett, England manager, right? Like no one can ever make. Uh, I'd say another film about like a guy who's like a faking actually maybe you could because that's not it wasn't even big i'd say but like you couldn't if you did make a film about a guy who was an england manager but wanted to make a comedy everyone would compare it to mike bassett yeah there's no problem in that because mike bassett england manager was a fantastic film they got it right and you know what you you would have quality even it was quality we could review it on one of our on one of our episodes it was that good Mm. it would it was one of them where you wouldn't even want to make another film about it because they just nailed it out of the park. Whereas this was fucking disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not, oh, are you not overreacting just a little bit? I mean, it's, you know, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit light-hearted, you know. Nothing, not, a, nothing to take it to art too much, you know. But that, that, that's, that's spoken from the word, the, the mouth of someone who's not gone four years, sir. That's, four that's years. Four years, that's the thing. Everything that... Anything. Everything I do. <laughs> all of my kinds of views on everything go through the prism of four years. They yeah. all go through the filter of four years. <laughs> it's into every kind of opinion or view that I have on, on the world right now. Uh, you say, what did you make of the game the other night? It will go through the four years four, four years prism, what, what I thought of Chelsea's defeat of, of West Ham. Like, it has permeated every area of my life. And if you're not <laughs> going to write that into the script, if, if someone's not at least going to say that in the dialogue, they're not a 40-year-old virgin. And I, I haven't even gone 40 years. It's only 40. <laughs> Jesus, no. Christ. If, if, if it, was, it, was, it was 40 years and, 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 and Elizabeth Banks was naked in a, in a bath, what? 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 Yeah, but you aren't chasing the love. You're, you're chasing the lay in, and the end what? of the day. You, I, he's chasing the I'm chasing enough. <laughs> you don't sound like. 40, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, like fucking hell. You would give a shit about love of 40. And it's one of them where it's like, 
there's there's no reason why you couldn't like like have it away with 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 a bird and then find love with another bird mm. after like they actually said in the film <laughs> What I would like to know is how would you, your script of this, what would it look like? What would the character of Andy, what would he look like? You know, how would it, how would they, how would you profess this as a film? So firstly, I wouldn't get a geezer like Steve Carell. I'd get someone considerably less attractive. <laughs> I'd choose either too skinny or too big, one or the other. Like you, like um, a Paul Dano. Get someone like that. I'm not sure who that is. Um, and then, then you, you, you then, right. First scene of the film, right, they're either either a snort, snorting some or injecting some heroin, um, may, maybe doing a little bit of self harm, or um, or just like deep in like booze or some kind of substance, and like so depressed. Start of the film. Right? So it's moved from a comedy to a drama, then. No, you could still make it funny. You could still make this funny. Yeah, but what I'll, comedy I'll... opens up straight away with someone slitting the wrists? Good ones, good ones. <laughs> oh, Steve Carell was in one of those films that started off like that. Little Miss Sunshine started off with. Oh with yeah, a that's a tune. That's a good started film. Started off with a guy, um, uh, like in the hospital for suicide. It, it can be done. That's a good if film as well. You're right. Take the time and effort to do it. Yeah, I like that film. It's a great film. It's like these geezers could have made something. Like Little Miss Sunshine. That's a touching, poetic film. Mm. But these guys could have made something like that with this premise, yeah. and they chose not to because they couldn't be fucking bothered. And that's what annoys me about it. Yeah. So someone's harming themselves, whatever, and and then what happens? I have to write the rest of the film. I mean, it, <laughs> I'll tell you what wouldn't happen. I want you to now. I think we all want you to. <laughs> but the thing is, if if he was. But what wouldn't happen is, he, is he, he, like the, the, the whole thing about the poker game and admitting he's a virgin, you know what, that part was quite good. I'd maybe keep that bit the same. Then afterwards, right, if he's going out to a party and he's trying to hit on a girl and he's not been laid for 40 years, he'd be so awkward he wouldn't know how to talk to them at first. They'd have to literally break him down and build him up again. No girls would be throwing themselves at <laughs> He's so charming and such a smooth talker as well, isn't he? Exactly. This guy gives him one piece of advice, uh, <laughs> and then he goes and executes it so well that he's got this stunning girl. <laughs> he's just a good listener. You've just got to be a good listener, Lou. That's all. We've been telling you this shit for years, and yet you still don't listen. So well, hold on. Even though, what do you mean I, I don't listen? I'm a good listener. What are you talking about? <laughs> it took you about two years too long to shave your hair off. Well, eventually, I've done it. I've, I've got the what, what they the clothes as well. You're you're finally starting to dress a bit smarter. That only took a good four years. Four years. Oh, four years. But here's the thing: this, in this film, they don't address any of that. He doesn't have to change, change the way he dresses. Dresses. Mm. He doesn't have to change. You know what I mean? It's he just you be the same person, but just say this. What's that? That's what it is. It's just like you be the same person, but all you've got to do is say this, and it'll work. Apparently that apparently it worked. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's what they said to, to the main character in this. They were just like, that's what yeah, I'm saying, okay, yeah. Think about yourself. Here's here's one single piece of advice, and he used it so well, like he <laughs> did, so, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. It's like, hold on. If you could have done that the whole time, if all it needed was that, how did that take forty fucking years for someone not to tell you? Oh, it's just it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And it, it oh, just. Mm. And how would you summarise this film then? 
What's your little what's your little summary? What what's your version of Rotten Tomatoes' snappy little review? Um What have I got what what, what do you like um like a short like what like a, a, like one sentence on it? Yeah, give me a sentence on this film. What what just uh, summarise it for everyone. Your point of view. Good acting, good soundtrack, shit premise, lazy writing. No effort. No effort. No effort. They didn't make. If they'd have tried to to do this right and failed, I'd say fair enough. Mm. But they didn't even try. They did. The, the the whole plot was the whole premise was was a background character. I thought it was <laughs> an extra. It was. Should have been exactly. an extras. It was. It was. It was. It was. It was. I. I not hesitate to say the word disgraceful. It was a disgraceful. Is this one of the worst films you've ever seen? Then, for me personally, yes. But I can I can understand why no one else would feel this way. Mm. But or most people would feel this way. It's it's kind of like like so we're English, right? And we're football fans, right? If we're watching if we're watching One Night in Turin, we're going to get emotionally invested and go, "That was a great film." If sure. you show that to someone from I don't know the Czech Republic. Mm. They're just going to go, yeah, it's a pretty good documentary. It was nothing special. Mm. You know what I mean? They, they're not going to see it the same way. Mm. Like, but I could, there'll probably be like stuff that you like really, like, it's like Dan Brown. Like, you're invested in that, like, in a way that I'll never be because I've not experienced the things you've experienced. And same, same with me. It's like, it's one of them where personally, this offends me to my core. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you that passionate about something ever, and speak so um, so negatively about something in, in my whole life. But you know, you're going through it. You're you're going through the grind, and I'm not. And probably a lot of people can't relate. But you know, you can relate. But you can't relate. That's the issue here. You wish yeah. you wish you could have related. I mean, because you watched this recently, didn't you? Is this the first time you'd seen this film? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I watched this like years ago, like, like yeah, years ago, and I thought it was shit back then. And yeah, then but not not that not the shit you think it is now. No, no, no. I was I was equally offended. I was like, what a <laughs> terrible, terrible film, right? For all the exact same reasons. But that was years ago, like probably like ten years ago, even possibly. And then, right, I watched it recently, like reviewing this podcast, and I thought, you know what? Ten years has passed. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Nope, I remembered exactly right. Mm. The only thing that I that I didn't know was I I I, I didn't know I, I'd never watched US Office at that point, so I was quite happy to see a lot of like the cast. In. I was quite happy to see a lot of the cast, a lot of people from US Office in it. Yeah. I was quite happy to see the geezer wearing the music T-shirts. In terms of the actual story and scripting, fucking dreadful. Mm. See, for me, I can't. The, the only point I can get with is that whole um, near the end, the little turnaround. I would took ten minutes for him to just. Turn everything around. He's getting married. That song plays. That whole end of that film was was, was shit. I thought. So I agree with you there. It's not hard. It's, it's. I mean, it's a harmless film for me. You know, it's not one of the best comedies ever made. It's not one of the worst I've ever seen. But um, you know, I'm I'm not quite as passionate about it as I am for you. Would I Would I say it's bollocks? Uh, no, I don't think it qualifies as bollocks. But you do, don't you? I do. I do think it's bollocks. I think the character. Literally didn't have to overcome anything. I think it. What would you it, do with Andy then as the character? 
I don't know. I'd have to go away and actually, what I'd do is I'd actually put spend some more time on the scripts than these geezers obviously <laughs> did. That's what I'd have done. I tell you, I'd I'd have I'd have properly I'd I'd found the guy who. <laughs> you know, it's done. so mad you say that, yeah. Well, so Judd Apatow, he released one film in 95 called Heavyweights, apparently. And then 10 right. years later, he released this film as the director, producer, writer. Like, obviously, he'd done Freaks and Geeks and Undeclared TV shows, but they were, like, 99 and, like, 2000. So he'd probably yeah. been working on this for quite a, quite a good while as well, so it's funny how you say that. Yeah, I mean... It, People I, work in different speeds, I suppose, Lou. The thing is, he probably just didn't care. He probably just, he didn't, he didn't, like, it's kind of like, for example, I could make a film about Leicester Football, I'm not a Leicester fan, right? I could make a film about Leicester Football Club, and I could make it, and it could be a perfectly adequate film that hits all of the points, like, it would serve, it would serve well as a film, right? But Leicester fans could watch it and go, that is fucking terrible. He's not made that emotionally connect with me in any possible way because he doesn't know the history or the culture of the club, and he's not even taken the time to find it out. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. Is like, it, was, it, was, it was good at like, what it was. Like, you know, if you just want to make another one of your films, Shut Up and fair enough. But at least make some effort to fucking engage with the fucking premise and fucking try and do it right. Like, mm. like, you should have just took a leaf out of your book, stop having sex for four years, and then... You'd have a genius film. Possibly, possibly might do. He might do. Hmm. His wife probably would have left him, and so he probably <laughs> wouldn't be with him today. But like, yeah. Hmm. So that I mean that was thoroughly entertaining. I'm sure everyone else would think so. It was just finally great to get your uh, your emotions and your opinions on that because I've been waiting for this rant for a long time. And it really did live up live up to expectations. I don't think I could watch this film again the same way now as well. Oh, thank you, geezer. It was good. It was cathartic. That it was good. <laughs> I know that yeah. was a basically the. I know it was like a psychiatry session for you. I think a bit, wasn't it? It was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. And hopefully one day I, I can make a film or, or a sitcom or something that people who are going through women trouble can actually relate to. So you know, yeah. I think it's gonna happen with all that yeah. with all that passion you've got there. It's doable. Yes, even if I'm not. Maybe because I'm not. And if I'm not. I won't, and if I am, I will. I will. Yeah, because because I'm not doable. I think making a film about someone who's is, is, is struggling is doable, yeah. and uh, yeah. And that's that. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening to that's why they were bollocks podcast. We'll be uh, you can listen to uh, that's why they were quality podcast. And we've done episodes on Tribe Called Quest, The Beatles, Only Fools, yep. and Paddy Stone's Top 50. And rap. hopefully in the future, Louis watches films like this and we can hear rants like that because I don't know about you, but I think it, uh, I think it's 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 some good listening right there. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm probably going to watch Goal 3 this evening. I've never oh, seen fuck. that before. Good, luck, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, you will join you next time, Gazers. Yep. Peace out.